Good morning, Christian world. It is awesome to come to you again today and uh, in your home. I, I spoke with you last Sunday on getting Jesus in your house. And uh, hopefully before long we'll be gathered here uh, together in the church house. But I want to I just speak to you wherever you're, you're watching. I want to talk to you today that there is a miracle in your house. Now, we've started going through the book of Mark. We're, we're doing a 30-day challenge. And I want to challenge you for the next 30 days to go with me through the book of Mark. I also want to challenge you to get involved with someone outside of your home in a, in a small group, either a FaceTime or a Google Meetup or a Zoom small group, uh, some electronic means of connection, and get connected with someone outside of your house for the next four weeks. I want to challenge you, do that uh, with me and for me. And in fact, this Tuesday night, we're going to have what I'm calling Together Tuesday. And that is, I would love for all of you that can, that your schedules will allow, to join me Tuesday evening for Together Tuesday on a, a big Zoom uh, a Zoom call, and it'll be like the lobby of the church, like the front porch of the church, where we can just get together and hang out and, and talk about what we're talking about, talk it over. I want to I wanna just come to you uh, from Mark chapter 2. I opened last week with sort of a preview. Our, our challenge actually starts formally today. I'm going to draw my message today from chapter 2. We've looked over uh, several chapters here. But I want to just talk from Mark chapter 2, actually the first few verses, that there is a miracle in your house. There's a miracle in your house. And I want you to believe that. Now, I don't want you to be like the one guy. His wife told him every night they'd go to bed and she'd say, I hear something in the garage. Go out there. Go check. And so he went and he'd go to the garage and there's nobody there. And he'd go to the garage and there's nobody there. Finally, he goes out there one night. And there's a, a guy breaking in his garage and the man takes off running and, and uh, the, the, the robber takes off running and the, the homeowner says, stop, man. He said, no, I want to get away from here. He said, no, look, man, I won't hurt you. Well, why do you want me to stop? He said, I just want to get a picture with you because my wife has been telling me for 30 years that you were in our house and I'm glad to see you're finally here. But I'm telling you there is a miracle in your house because when Jesus is in your house... We dealt with that last week, getting Jesus in your house. When Jesus is in your house, there's a miracle in your house. Mark chapter 2, verse 1 just says this, and again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And when Jesus is in the house, there's always a miracle in your house. I read something that I found so interesting. A World War II veteran died from COVID-19 a century after his twin brother died during a different pandemic. These twin brothers actually became pandemic bookends, if you will. One twin dying a century earlier in a pandemic and the other remaining just, just dying just a few weeks ago in this pandemic. Philip Kahn, you can 
read about this. It's in the news. He died April 17th from coronavirus at age 100. According to the Associated Press, they said this Long Island man was afraid of a second pandemic all his life. He suffered with a fear of a second pandemic because Khan and his twin brother, Samuel, were born December 5th, 1919, as the Spanish flu was continuing its spread. And so his twin brother died only weeks after their birth. And so Mr. Philip Kahn always had this motto that history will repeat itself. And he knew that there was a possibility of a pandemic coming again. And he would say to his grandson, he said, and his grandson actually said that the only silver lining in losing my grandfather is that he will finally have the opportunity to meet his twin brother again after 100 years. These twins are pandemic bookends and, 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 and past each. I mean, this is, a, this is an astounding story. This man lived 100, 100 years He was a World War II veteran. He served in an army aerial unit in the Battle of Iwo Jima. The New York Times gave him credit and and said that he even helped rebuild uh, the the World Trade Center after uh, the World War and was involved in building up. These two men come from two different centuries and their, their deaths, a hundred years apart. An astounding story to think that this can carry through. But I want to tell you about a story today that happened 2,000 years ago. But the same God that worked then can still do the same for you and for me 2,000 years later. You know, we've been quarantined. We've been in our homes. That's starting to break up a little bit, and we're feeling the, the air begin to loosen, and people are getting out, and we're, we're really tired of being in our homes, and we're ready to open up America and open up our businesses and, and get moving again because a quarantine house just feels small. It, it feels like, like the, the walls are coming in on you. In fact, you might want to just think about the times that you've had and and, and I pray that this time is coming to a close and don't let it go to a waste. And I said to you last, last Sunday, don't waste this time of putting some habits in place, of getting Jesus in your house and spending that time with him. And I'm encouraging you to connect with others uh, through the social groups and through our, our online meetings and connect. And, and we're going to connect going through the Bible together. And if you're not a part of a church family, connect with us right now and just, just tell us where you're from on whatever uh, means that you're watching, whether Facebook or YouTube or our church online at our website, cwcdallas.com. If you're from a, another country, I would love to hear from you because I love the fact that we're an all-nation congregation. And I will, I will hold this paper most Sundays that I preach, and it's always here with me in my Bible as I preach because I love the fact that we're carrying the gospel to the whole world and you can be a part of our family in another part of the world. And I pray for you. I pray for healing to cover our land, to cover our nation, but to cover the entire world. You know, sometimes you need to just turn off the news so you can start ingesting some good news. 
You need to just sometimes turn off the news and open up the good news. And I've got some good news for you because the same Jesus that worked then will work for you now. The Bible said that Jesus was back in the house. Jesus came to a house of commitment. He came to a house there in Capernaum and it was not a church house. It was not a white building with a white steeple. It was not a building with, with stained glass. It was your house. It was a common house. It was a house that common people lived in. And Jesus came there. And, and he, he dwells in our praise. And if you want to be a house that he dwells in, let praise be a part of your life. I gave this prayer hack a few days ago in one of our online meetings. I was meeting with some of our prayer team. And in fact, if you're watching right now, and if you have a prayer need, if you'll type that in, they will tell you how to send that prayer request. And it goes to our prayer team. And we pray over those needs. Every Monday at noon, we get together. And, and, and if we're not together in person, we'll gather together on a Zoom and, and on phones and Go over your prayer request and pray for that. But God dwells in a place of praise. And so here's my prayer hack for you. Get some music, some praise music that takes you into the presence of God. And I started to say hit play, but I guess you can still hit play on your, on your smartphone and get that music playing and go to your knees and just spend time with the Lord. And when you begin to praise him, he comes in because the Bible said in Psalm 22, thou that dwells in the praises of your people, God will come close when you begin to praise him. And he came to this house of praise. He came to this house of commitment and the news spread quickly that he was in the house. The news spread quickly that Jesus was there. The news was out. And the Bible says in verse 2, Mark chapter 2, that soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door while he was preaching God's word to them. Now, listen, I know that when we gather back here, I'm not expecting a full house when we first come back. I know that many will not feel comfortable maybe to come out as quickly as we open the doors. And we're going to keep these words coming to you uh, online. I know that some of our elderly and some of those who have uh, weakened immune systems and some of those who have health concerns may not feel comfortable coming here, but we're coming to your house. And Jesus is coming to your house. But it was noised abroad that he was there. And they filled the house. They came to where he was. Because when Jesus is present, people want to get close to him. If there's a hunger in your heart for Jesus, you want to be where he is dwelling. The Bible goes on to say in verse 3 that four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. I think this is one of the most beautiful examples of being surrounded by right people. Listen, wrong people will lead you in a wrong direction. It's impossible to have a right life with wrong people in your life. In fact, I heard one man say 
He said, I can trace every major pain and disappointment in my life to a wrong person. I want to tell you the opposite of that is true as well. You can probably trace every blessing and every miracle to a right person. Listen, there's nothing wrong with you having a problem if you surround yourself by right people that will help you out of your problem. I was talking with someone just, just in the last few days that, that, that came to a place that said, you know what, I need help. I need God's help. My life is a mess. My family is a mess. I need the help of Jesus in my life. And I said to that person, I said, listen, I'm going to pray with you right now. I'm going to call some of our men that are in the men's small group and that are in the men's ministry, and we're going to lift you, we're going to pray with you, and we're going to carry you out of this mess. There's nothing wrong with having a problem. It's only wrong if you don't accept help for our problem. It only becomes a wrong situation when I refuse the help that is there. Four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. You know, that's what we're doing when, when as we've been doing as a church family, helping those who have no food and carrying them food. Helping those who are hurting and, and carrying them help. Helping those who are without, who can't, uh, can't make a bill and finding a way to help them some way to lift their load. Th these, these four men said, you know what? He's paralyzed, but he's our friend. You know, good friends won't leave you when you're down. Good friends won't leave you when you're down on the mat. This man was down on the mat. The count was going down. One, two, but friends came along and picked him up. He was paralyzed. He was on the mat, but he had right friends to lift him and carry him. That's the way the church should be. I want to say to, to you again, don't go through your struggle alone. Two are better than one. That's why I'm encouraging you. Get with me this Tuesday on Together Tuesdays. Get in a small group. Get with a group that's going to, that's going to talk it over and go back and have Sunday revisited where we talk about the, the message that I'm preaching and we'll have a discussion guide but where you can sharpen one another and where you can hear somebody else's viewpoint. Do you know other people can see something you can't see? In fact, right here in this room, I just have just a very small, just three or four here helping me uh, record for this morning. But, but someone here said to me something I didn't see. They said, Pastor, before we start recording, your cord is sticking out a little bit because I couldn't see it, but someone else could see it. Someone else helped me see something that I didn't see in myself. Listen, you don't need to walk through life alone. Surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with people like are in this room with me right now. Men that are here that said, we'll come early, we'll stay late. We want to serve. We want to get the gospel out. You know, the men running these cameras, they've said to me, we feel so fulfilled knowing that we're a part of helping get the good news out because you don't have to turn very far to find bad news. It's on every news channel. It's 24-7 it's, it's bad news. But I'm interrupting, the, I'm interrupting the airwaves with thus saith the word of God. On your mark, get set, and let's go in this challenge and get Jesus 
and the miracles of Jesus in our So I wish somebody, I feel a good amen touching my heart right now. Give a thumbs up or, or shout amen on that if you're on Facebook or YouTube. But give God a good amen right now. Amen means so be it. Amen means I believe it. Amen means I receive it. They carried this man that was paralyzed. I want to ask you, listen, how many of you can remember a time in your life where you were in trouble, but someone came and lifted you. Someone came and helped you. Someone carried you when you couldn't carry yourself. Verse number four goes on. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. And then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Can you imagine being in a service and Jesus is just teaching and the Bible said oftentimes he would sit and teach and he's just teaching and right in the middle of that you see these ropes letting down a man on a mat right before you and right before Jesus. They did not let the condition stop them from getting him to Jesus. Listen, the Bible said that when they first tried to get to him, they couldn't get to Jesus for the people. They couldn't get to Jesus for the crowd. They couldn't get to Jesus for the media. They couldn't get to Jesus for the news. They couldn't get to Jesus for whatever it was that was trying to stop them to get, to get where Jesus was. But they found a way to get to where Jesus was. And I'm telling you, if you can ever find a way to get to the house where Jesus is, there is a miracle in your house. They couldn't bring him to Jesus, so they let him down through a hole in the roof. This is what's going on right now with our, our current challenge. It, it's so big, it seems like sometimes it's hard to press through the bad news to get to Jesus. But let Jesus come to your house. There's a miracle in your house when Jesus is in your house. I'm pretty sure that Jesus will find a way to find your miracle when you find a way to press through and get to him. I, I believe that for someone I believe that for someone right now, while you're sitting on your couch, or maybe some of you are on a morning walk and you stopped at a, at a, at a picnic table in a park somewhere because it's church time, or, or maybe you're logging on for, for one of the different services, I'm believing that the power of Almighty God will come to you. I, I have to tell you, I've learned some things through this. I've learned that preaching to an empty room, I, that, that I can feel, you know, I, I've, I've told a few people this. A few weeks ago, I was preaching, and I just, I said, I said to you during that, I said, look at me right now because God wants to talk to you, and I could feel the need of someone, and I, I feel that again, and it's not a gimmick, and it's not, it's not just filling the time with something to say. I really feel like you're in this room right now, and I feel like God is wanting to say to you that there is help. And there is hope. And there is a miracle in your house. Right where you are, Jesus wants to touch you. I want to close with verse 5. Seeing their faith, it says, Jesus said to that paralyzed man, Jesus said to that man that had a condition, 
to that man that had a problem. Listen, I'm talking to someone right now that the enemy wants to intimidate you about your problem. The enemy wants to intimidate you about your challenge. He wants to intimidate you about your difficulty. And he's told you, you know what? You've been paralyzed so long, it's never going to change. He's told you, you've dealt with that habit so long, it's never going to change. He's told you, you've dealt with low self-esteem for so long, it's never going to change. You've dealt with addiction so long, it's never going to change. You've dealt with a a low self-image. You've dealt with, with an attitude problem for so long, it's never going to change. I come to bring you good news today. There is change for you. There is a change agent, and his name is Jesus. And the Bible said that seeing their faith, Jesus said to that man who had the problem, my child, your sins are forgiven. The Bible said he saw their faith. How did he see their faith? He saw them tear a hole in the roof to get to where he was. I want to tell you today, do whatever you have to do to get Jesus in your house. Do whatever you have to do to get to where Jesus is. Go through this on your mark challenge with me. Meet me for Together Tuesday on Tuesday evening. Go to our website or go to our Facebook page at Christian World Church and meet with me and let me help you find this miracle that is in your house. Say your yes to Jesus. I read this and I thought it was so beautiful and it's what Jesus wants to do for you at the royal palace in Tehran, Iran you can see one of the most beautiful mosaic works in the entire world the ceilings and the walls flash like diamonds with multifaceted reflections but originally when the palace was designed the architect specified huge sheets of mirrors to be on the walls So when the first shipment arrived from Paris, they found that the mirrors had been shattered. So the contractor threw those broken and shattered dreams, those broken and shattered mirrors, those broken, shattered lives, if you will. He threw them in the trash and discarded them and brought the sad news to the architect. Your dream of shining walls has been broken and destroyed. He was surprised at what the architect said. The master architect said, go and bring all those broken pieces. I want them collected and I want them smashed into tiny pieces. He took those broken tiny pieces and he glued those into a mosaic where the wall was, where the shiny mirror was supposed to be. And he turned that broken dream, he turned that broken plan into something so beautiful that became one of the most beautiful mosaics in the entire world. And that's what, that's what God does for us. That's what God will do for you if you will allow him. That's what God will do in your heart, in your life. He will take that dream and plan that has been shattered and broken and devastated and destroyed. And the enemy is screaming in your face and saying, it's never going to happen. 
you're never going to amount to anything. It's been broken. You've been shattered. Your life has been destroyed. It's never going to be beautiful for you. And the master architect will come along. He'll say, I'll take the broken pieces. I'll take the brokenness. And I'll make something beautiful out of you. Would you say yes to Jesus today? you say yes to him if you want to say yes to him give a thumbs up fill out a connection card let us journey with you listen don't stay paralyzed on your mat by yourself when there's someone that wants to help carry you and pick you up when there's someone that says I'll help you I'll carry you I'll embrace you. I'll take you to Jesus. Bow your heads with me right now and say yes to Jesus. Father, I'm asking for your help to go through the airwaves and go through the screen and connect with people. I'm just a man and I have no power in and of myself. But through the power given me, as a believer of Jesus Christ as a believer in your word I speak healing and deliverance I'm speaking to you right now in your, in your, in your living room in your home, in your car wherever you are I speak hope to you I speak help to you in Jesus name I feel it on me again I'll be praying for you after this camera goes off I'm still going to be praying for you because I feel the burden of the Lord. And I always tell you, my girls told me last week, Dad, I get tired of you crying when you preach. So I apologize. But I often tell you, when you see a believer crying, you know everything's going to be okay. Because Jesus is close to the brokenhearted. I just want to tell you, when the camera goes off, I'm going on my knees. I'm going to be praying for you. Say yes to Jesus. If you're our guest, feel no pressure to give. But to all of our church that you're wanting to be here in this room, I pray with you every Sunday. So if you'll just take your phone in your hand or take your gift in your hand. Many of you are mailing in uh, your tithe and offering still. There's a man that, that brings his tithe and, and wants to hand deliver it still. However you do that, pray. I want to pray with you right now. Lord Jesus, I pray the multiplied blessing of heaven upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. May God bless you. May God keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Until I see you next time, God bless you. Have a great week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.